0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. This is Catherine (laughs) Toon. Thank you for joining. Uh, We're going to talk about how to find rest and rejuvenation. That sounds good to me. (laughs) <laughs> I get, I find the things that work for me. I figure it's going to work for someone else. So, um, yeah, so I have some, you it was interesting because I was talking to the Lord about that and he was really, I, I found a moment of quiet in my day. It was kind of a miracle. <laughs> it's like, there is a God, there's quiet happening. And I heard the Lord say, restoration is in the quiet. And so I, um, sort of unpack this because it's, it's really deep. and A lot of times it's not like the concepts necessarily are, wow, I've never heard this before or whatever, but it's the ministration behind it. Uh, It's the life behind it. And it is kind of the anointing that allows you to experience it. Listen, when I say God is love, probably one or two people have heard of that before. <laughs> but experiencing him as love is a whole other thing. And, and, and this concept of finding rest and rejuvenation is so needed. We are kind of a frantic society, right? Uh, I know in the Western world, uh, you know, it's about like we are putting it out, right? We are workers and many of us are busy, are, are worker bees and uh, you know that's kind of our wheelhouse and we're comfortable in that and sometimes if we're not doing something we're uncomfortable and uh, i finally uh, got exhausted in my life <laughs> so that i really did learn how to rest and that that was such a i mean transformation, but it took a lot like god had to pin me down It was, it was not fun because everything in me had to do something all the time. And that was because there was a lot of pain that I medicated away by doing. And then there was also a lot of lies about my worth and value being related to my performance. And then there were also lies of I'm behind. So I, I like, if I work my fanny off, maybe I'll fall behind at a slower rate. (laughs) So, this was, I can really preach on this because I, I've really, I have learned though. Hallelujah. We all can grow and be transformed and we really are. I, you know, I've reached a place in my life. If I'm, if I'm striving, that's a no. I'm not going to strive for Jesus, which would be the only thing we're striving for, really, but he's not asking me to strive. But, but I am called to perform. We are, we are called to do exploits, right? But we're called to do them from rest. And so, um, so for me, if I have to, if I have to grind to get it, that to me is a no. Now, sometimes there is a push through and there's a difference because in the push through, that means you're being stretched. Okay. But you know what? There's a grace on stretching. Stretching doesn't feel comfortable, but there's not a grace on grinding. Okay. And so let's talk about this. So number one, rest is a God idea. And so let me, uh, let me uh, take you to Hebrews four, which is kind of the rest chapter, right? We're going to read it from the passion translation. I'm going to skip down a little bit, skip around a little bit to sort of help connect some dots. Okay. Because the whole concept is not to have a, like, It's so great to have a scriptural understanding or blah, 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 right? But you want to experience it, right? You want it tangible. You want the word, baby, to become flesh that you can spread it on toast, okay? I like to use that terminology and experience it. Because we need it. We're a frantic society. We're a fearful uh, society. And fears drive. Fears are taskmasters, right? Uh, Let's talk about this rest and rejuvenation. Hebrews uh, chapter 4, verse 3, Passion Translation. For those of us who believe faith activates the promised and we experience the realm of confident rest. Confident rest. Doesn't that feel good? Wasn't that a great concept? Confident rest okay so that we're at rest and we're confident before i was striving and insecure <laughs> but you get to be secure and rest and there're times when you run in rest so we'll talk about that too it says for he has for he has said i was grieved with them talking about the israelites and made a solemn oath that they will never enter my the calming rest of my spirit. Now, was he like, bad Israelites, I'm going to punish you? No, because God is not a punisher and he doesn't change. He was saying, you know what? You striving and unbelief create your own inability to rest. So this is not a punishing. It's saying this is what happens. These are the consequences when when you feel you have to strive because you have fear, you're not going to be able to rest. Uh, so they will never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. Why? Because they're striving. They don't believe they're already in. <laughs> uh, it says, even though God's works have all been completed before the foundation of the world. Now, there's a great footnote. Um, I want to see if I can find it because it was so good. I was like, uh, Now, this is really fascinating. Uh, the word for entering that rest, even though the works were created before the foundation of the world, the foundation of the world. And this concept of the fall, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this poorly, so just love me anyway, um, is the Greek word kataboli, which means to fall down or to throw down. And it's most often used for laying down a foundation, but it can also imply the fall of humanity through sin. So even though there has been a falling down, a falling down of humanity God's works. Oh, let me complete it because they actually, the commentary is really beautiful here. God's works have already been accomplished unhindered by the sin of humanity. Isn't that good news? Sometimes we think sin is such a, so huge, right? That, you know, God can barely eke up something just to kind of cover you up so you don't stink up heaven when you go to heaven, right? You know what I mean? And so, and God is so masterful. That he's the big A answer that addressed the little p, the relative little p problem of the fall because he's so huge before the foundation of the world. So he's just that masterful and he's unhindered by our sin. Now, don't sin, bad idea. And I'm talking more about sinful behavior because, uh, sin is actually a fallen, mistaken identity. That's a whole nother topic, but it's a really good one. But anyway, our sinful behavior does not hinder God. He's just like, we'll go this way. And I'm going to help you with that, right? God's finished works supersede the brokenness of our planet. Isn't that good news? That just might make you happy, right? They supersede it. It swamps it out. You know, I like to say you are marked by love before you were marred by anything else. That's original identity, original design, original intent for creation. That was your starting point. Okay. Fall happened. It's a big deal and there's a lot of hellish stuff going on. We get it. So I'm not trying to say it's all okay and hunky dory. I'm just saying that, uh, that God is much more masterful than how we've messed things up and we continue to mess things up. Okay. So let's go on to this point of rest, because part of the rest thing is if you think you're so sinful, you can never rest, right? Okay. Uh, So it says, uh, verse 10, as we enter into God's faith, rest, life, we cease from our own works, just as God celebrates his finished works and rests in them. Just like God did. God rested on the seventh day, you know, and it was very good, right? We get to enter that rest. And it is possible to get there from here. Uh, I like to share my testimony because I was, oh my God, I was such a striving works performance junkie. Just, and it was hellish. It really was. It says, so then we must give our all and, and be eager to experience this faith rest life. So that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. So our problem is doubt and unbelief. Now, let me just say this before you start getting contemned about your doubt and unbelief. That is one of the reasons why you need a savior to save you from your doubt and unbelief. In Christ, there is no condemnation. So you're not to be condemned in your doubt and unbelief, but it is diagnostic. Houston, where is the problem? Okay, okay. The problem really is our doubt and unbelief, because we believe that somehow we're so sinful or somehow we're so uh, whatever, you know, that we can't get over our brokenness, our past, whatever that is, our self-hatred, uh, our doubts, whatever that is. Um, but God is masterful in that. And that's why you can rest. Um, going down uh, to verse 14, it says, So then we must cling in faith to all we know to be true. For we have a magnificent king priest, Jesus Christ, the son of God, who rose into the heavenly realm for us. And I would add as us, as humanity, he became humanity. Um, and I missed my spot and now sympathizes with us in our frailty. Isn't that good news? So like in your frailty, in your like, I can't believe myself out of a paper bag. In my, I I can't shake this addiction, so-called. In my, um, you know, I'm fearful. Uh, you know, I, I I'm believing it one second and then I hate myself again, and I'm all over the map, and I'm acting lovely, and then I'm kind of, you know, whatever, right? And all of that. He understands the weakness of our frame, and I I really believe the weakness of our frame. Number one is where we tend to be dense and uh, we're loved in our denseness, but we tend to be dense, and we tend to forget, okay, that's why we constantly need to bathe in these things, so we're creating new programs, new default programs that don't require us to do this conscious mental work, now, you need to do the conscious mental work until those programs get set in there, and that's your new default, so, you know, pursuing wholeness, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, You can actually prove whatever's good and perfect will of God in your life, which is you to be whole and holy, just like he is, because that's who he says you are. As he is, so are we in this world. And so uh, he understands humanity. Isn't that beautiful? You are understood. That's a beautiful thing right there. For as a man, our magnificent king priest was tempted in every way, just as we are and conquered sin. Hallelujah. That's past tense, just so you know. So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned. Love is Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. As you remain in me, me and you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing, but you're not apart from me. So let me just remind you. That you're not apart from me, if I were Jesus, speaking as Jesus, right? You're not, you're never apart from him. You may feel like it, but you're not. That's impossible because you were joined with him before the foundation of the world. That's a different teaching, but we'll uh, just keep on moving because we're talking about, I'm staying on target. (laughs) We're talking about rest and rejuvenation. So let's go to Psalm 23. And I've got some beautiful, I know you know this one, but let it be ministered to you. Like spread it on toast, you know, eat it for breakfast, bathe in it, put it under your armpits, be happy, dance, soak in it. It is yours. The word is becoming flesh. Yes. Uh, so Psalm 23, verse two, he lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And I just want you to close your eyes for just a moment. And I want you to hear those quiet waters, you can hear quiet, did you know that, those quiet waters, those refreshing waters, right, and the commentary says waters of rest, Uh, in the amplified classic it says he makes me to lie down in fresh tender green pastures, there's no death where he brings you, right, He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So paths of righteousness are paths of holiness or paths of wholeness, right? Another word for holiness is wholeness. And, um, that's life giving. Let's go to the passion translation for this one. It's so good. I, he's got some, oh my goodness. I had to like copy the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to talk about? This is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. Okay. First verse, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. So you know what you can do with best friends? You can be yourself. You can relax with your best friend. God pre approves of you, you've got nothing to prove. So you can relax because you are adored right where you are with all your mess, all your confusion, uh, everything you don't get yet. You're adored. Just let Him adore you. He offers a resting place for me in His luxurious love. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness. So let me uh, go to the commentary here because it's so good. The word, this was amazing. just found this out. This is so good. This might make you happy right here. The word commonly used for shepherd is taken from the root word ra'ah, which is also the Hebrew word for best friend. And this translation, the Passion translation, includes both meanings. The Greek word for love is agape, but get this, this is so good, which is the merging of two words and two concepts. You ready? <laughs> I love this. I just found this out. This is so good. So I'm going to share it with you. Ago, first part of agape, means to lead like a shepherd, and pow, or you could pay, is a verb that means to rest. Love is our shepherd leading us to the place of true rest in his heart. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Love restores your soul, right? I thought that was amazing. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. Well, listen, if your shepherd... If the one who leads you into shepherds you into his heart where you find your rest, well, perfect love casts out fear, right? So you will have no fear, right? Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort your love takes away my fear. Listen, if you are in fear, you can't rest. That is the reason why people are at rest. They can't afford to rest. You're on a five alarm alert. What's the next disaster that's coming down the pipeline, right? Am I going to survive this disaster, right? You know, is someone mad at all these things we have that go on and they torment us. And so God's agape, his shepherding love, leading us back to his heart, casts out all fear. Why? Because God, love has a zero tolerance policy for fear, right? (laughs) And that's how you can rest. Isn't that gorgeous? I might just have to get happy all over again for this. Well, So why would I fear the future for your goodness and love? Pursue me all the days of your life. Love is relentless. Pursuing everything in your life and... In the process, conforming you into the image of love. God is love. If we're conformed in the image of love, right? We're conforming to the image of God's dear son, who is love, just like his dad, who is love. We're being conformed into that image. That's right. So love is a consuming fire, consuming everything that's not of love's kind. So what happens is love pursues you, love woos you, love transforms you because you've renewed your mind. He's winning over your heart. He is unveiling you because you already look like him in your flavor as he is, so are we in this world. Second John 4:17, right? So all of these isn't this is great the way these things um the dots start to connect, right? It's so amazing. Uh so why would I fear the future? So you can rest. For your goodness and love, pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. So you're already in His presence. It's just a veil will be removed when uh, we slip off our our earth suits, right? And are one with uh, see our oneness because we're already one with Jesus. We're not going to get more one. We're not climbing into levels of union. God already accomplished. Complete union through the work on the cross. The old man is dead. He doesn't get to resurrect. We're a new creature never seen before, made in his image and likeness and to righteousness and holiness. We look just like him. We're one with him. We abide in that love and that perfect love casts out fear. So dang, we can rest. Okay. Let me see how. Oh, okay. Let me, let me, uh, get on to my next series of yummy scriptures. Let's go to Matthew eleven twenty seven 27 through 30, because we're kind of running, we'll drop down to verse 28. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? That does not sound restful, does it? Then come to me. Now, where are you coming? Do we have to fast and pray and work ourselves up into a frenzy to get to God? Absolutely not. <laughs> You're already one with him. Now, listen, by all means, Pray. If you need to fast, by all means fast, but it doesn't get you to God. It just helps awaken you to the fact that he's always there, (laughs) that he's already there. So do what you need to do. Those disciplines are good as they remind you, but it doesn't get you into another level of heaven so you can see Jesus better. You're already seated there because he did such an excellent job on that cross, right? You're already one with him. Simply join your life with mine. Now, this is not As I said, a process where now I'm joining my life to yours. Now I'm awake to the fact that I'm already joined to you. I'm in you. You are in me. Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? Um, Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, and easy to please. Isn't that so gorgeous? That's God. He's gentle. He's humble. And he's easy to please. Wow, that looks just like love, Right. Um, you will find refreshment and rest in me. Why? Because he's not this demanding taskmaster who's so disappointed in you and reminding you of all the sinful things you've done and the fact that you're just snow covered dung and I'm so angry at you. It's just all I can do not to take it out on you. It's like, Oh my goodness. God is love and love is lovely. First attribute of love is patience. Second attribute is kindness. He's patient and kind. He's humble. He's easy to please. And he's coming. he came to serve, not to be served. What can we do for God? The only thing we can do for God is allow him to serve us. And in that service, we overflow with the one thing he commanded us to do, which is to love as he loves, which he has to empower. Um, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Oh my goodness, this is just so happy. Um, uh, the message translation, I just have to do that one because it's so gorgeous. Are you tired, worn out, burnout on religion? Oh my God, just say no, right? I just can't deal. Um, come to me, and I'm not supposed to, I'm not dealing. Um, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Now, this is the real life recovery program, <laughs> right? Um, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely, and lightly. You're you can live freely and lightly because you're operating from rest and doing exploits from rest. And that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Right. So it's not like you're not doing anything. You're not going to sit on the glory cloud all day long, man. There's laundry to be done. There's meals to be made. There's money that you got to, you know, pay the grocery bill. There's stuff you got to do, right? Uh, but we get to do, but, um, but you can work from rest, you can work from joy, and then you can ease back into that place of refreshment, right? Um, let me see if I want to, uh, I'm going to read the amplified classic version. I love this version so much. I know it's not the latest version i just happen to love this one so we're going to do it <laughs> it says come to me all you labor and are heavy laden and overburden and i will cause you to rest the reason i like this version so much because it hammers it in i will um ease and relieve and refresh your <sighs> souls take my yoke upon you and learn of me what are we learning of jesus He's gentle, meek, humble, lowly at heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation. We're going to have a good time for, and blessed quiet. How many of you just need the noise to stop? Blessed quiet for your souls, right? For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be born. Listen, you do life with Jesus, it's light and easy. If it's not light and easy in the midst of stuff, well, we just need to yoke up some more, okay? Not that we're not one with him, but we need to be reminded why the weakness of, of our frame is that we tend to forget. So we can remind one another, we can get happy together, we can look unto Jesus, the author and finisher, finisher of our faith. We can abide in him. We can rest in him and we can be like, oh, okay, thank you. I needed that. Right. And we get to do that for one another and you'll get happy in the process. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. You be blessed. I love you. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome evening. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit com.